0: what's up everybody today i am so sorry for missing last week's episode um we were supposed to be on last week and this was supposed to be like episode four but fortunately um there was not able to be episode three last week so i was very very busy that week uh considering from wednesday and thursday so wednesday is when i film and today is currently wednesday um Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that I said I would talk about on my Instagram story. Remember, you can follow my social medias at... My Instagram is Austin underscore boy1457. And my um, Snapchat is adebin 74 So, go follow that. Um, I will get my TikTok out, TikTok out soon. I'm sorry. But today, we're going to be talking about This Is Us. And if you watch This Is Us, you can tell by episode 2 called Changes. There's a very big topic that I want to cover to some people who is confused about that episode now it was a very confusing ending and not a big cliffhanger but kind of you know because you're wondering hey who is that woman but today we're going to be talking about who is the woman in that picture i've written down some notes right here that i'm going to read off my laptop that i've uh typed out and stuff but yeah so now season five this is us exploring the story of randall pearson's um, who is played by Sterling K. Brown, birth mother, after the shock reveal at the start of the season that she had not died shortly after giving birth. Now, the NBC show has given us our first hint of what life was like for Laurel, which is played by Jennifer C. Holmes, after giving birth to her son. Now, the, I've been watching This Is Us since 2018, I want to say. So, um, yeah. But, and This Is Us season 5, episode 3. Oh, which episode 3? I'm sorry. But, which will soon be released onto the NBC website and app and Peacock, we kept returning to a Vietnam, Vietnamese man, played by uh, Vien Hong, fishing with his granddaughter, Brandaline Chia. In the episodes, titled Changes, we get three scenes with this pair as they fish and then prepare the fish in order to impress someone very special, is what he said. But in the third scene, he finally reveals to his curious daughter exactly who the dinner is for. She says that it's for the woman and all the pictures around his house. Then the camera pan to reveal the um, man when he was he is younger with the woman. That woman was Laurel, the birth mother of Randall. Which possibly could mean that um, so many... There's like... I don't even know any theories at this point about that episode. But, the, uh, but that this gives us a big hint about Laura. what Laura has doing since leaving her partner and young son. It seems that she spent some time in Vietnam with this fishing man. now, I want to clear up and stuff at first, I didn't know that was Laurel, but then I saw that it was, oh, wait, no, that is his mother, but and clearly they have spent some significant time together as the man has kept photos of her all this time now, but, like, however. There are still two big gaps in our timeline. Exactly what Laura was between her time with the younger version of this man and coming back for this fish in After all, as this man's granddaughter doesn't know who this woman is. Clearly, she's been gone from his life for some time. Now, in the picture, it looks to me like she was pregnant. So, possibly that could be not his granddaughter. That could be his daughter. Or, I mean, there's so much that could have happened. And I'm so excited to see what Laurel looks like now and stuff, but it's exciting. But in later episodes, the show's creator has also teased flashbacks to before Laurel met Randall's birth father, William, who was, play- who was played by-, by Ron Cephas-Jones, before This Is Us Season 5 began. Creator Dan Fogelman told journalists the show would uncover who Laurel was. Well, bef- He said, well before this moment, well before she met William, which William is um, Randall's biological dad. And yeah, the law's appearance in Vietnam also suggests we could see be seeing a new side to the country after we learned about Jack, who was played by Milo Bentic, Vin, Ventimiglia. I can't even tell him. And Nikki's uh, Griffin, Dune, who is played by Griffin Dune experiences in the war there. Therein, this is uh, season three. But the visit to Vietnam comes after Sterling K. Brown hinted to Entertainment Weekly, "We'll be," he said, "we'll be adding another city to our." our Repertoire, we will be going somewhere else that will have something to do with Randall's past and, and finding healing. But and this is us, creator Dan Fogelman, meanwhile, said uh, there's definitely answers as to is she still alive in the present day, and definitely answers as to kind of what happened to after this from before. But this is us in the five airs two days, Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time and 8 p.m. Uh, Central Time on NBC. So there's a lot to talk about with that topic. Um, what could that possibly mean for the future of this us like what could that possibly hint at like for real I'm I'm so excited for the next episode but now we're gonna talk about one more thing okay And this is, I guess, a funny topic for some, but no politics this time. Don't worry. This is not a politic episode. Um, we're going to be talking about This Is Us Recap, and that's homework assignments. Now, um... I don't know why I chose this topic, but I wrote it down and I wrote some things what I'm gonna say about it now. But the little big three who in changes are teenagers in eighth grade, which means the timelines are beginning to close in on themselves. People get a nice and not at all comfortable uncomfortable reminder from their doctor that they're going through puberty. Okay, really. The reminder is from the doc- the reminder is the for their parents and it's less of a reminder and more of a warning to prepare themselves. Dealing with an angsty teen being bombarded with hormones is bad enough. Can you imagine doing it with three kids all at the same time? That would be pretty bad, but uh, especially when with, with, when one is Kevin. Kevin, that that makes me flinch. Um, the horror, the story this timeline tells feels like a glimpse at a mostly uneventful day in the Pearson household. But in true, this is us fashion. It is, um, but true, this is us fashion. It is very much linked to the Big Three's present-day lives. Let's take this recap. One, two, three. Stop. Shall we? Let's head into it. When the big three are in 8th grade, Kevin finally goes out for the football team. He's pumped. Jack is pumped. It's clearly from the beginning that he has talent. Jack decides it's time to introduce Kevin to his garage gym, in which he gets very swell for a 90s dad, and also deals with his feelings. Some of Kevin's best childhood memories of his dad are probably in the garage, but uh, later we see Kevin sneaking in there by himself to work out even more. In the present day, Kevin's literally sitting in his garage gym and admitting to being a workout addict now we've seen the moment that addiction started now so why so why are we listening to kevin admit to something we've all pretty much known or assumed about the very vein i said that with love and insecurity riddled actor he and madison are finally revealing their deepest darkest demons after facing the truth that although they might be engaged and about to embark on parenthood together they don't know each other at all madison sets the whole thing off. Well, we know that Mr. I'm playing hot lawyer and can only eat mean chicken doesn't, uh, doesn't. Is that Madison's struggle with an eating disorder for her entire life? Her pregnancy is bringing up a lot of feelings she thought she had a handle on. There's problems remarking on how she's getting, how she's getting. She has to feign happiness when she gets weighed in at her doctors and gained a few pounds. She has to keep that, the ultrasound on her fridge just to remind herself that she needs to eat to keep her babies healthy. Now, of course, she doesn't want to call Kevin any of this. Yeah, like, she does not want to tell him any of this, though. But this is a woman who wakes up at 5 a.m. to put makeup on before Kevin can see her. She's afraid to let Kevin see who she really is. But as Kevin has mentioned before, he has his broken parts, too. I'm an alcohol. He says, I'm an alcoholic and workout addict with daddy issues. He tells Madison, summing it up very neatly for all of us. He got, uh... He got famous for taking his shirt off, and since he doesn't want to drink anymore, he channels all of his issues into working out and looking good on camera. Kevin's being so honest puts Madison at ease so that she can finally tell him everything she's been going through. It's the first convert- conversation they've had in, all, in which they sound like a real couple who could actually make it. I'm still not at all convinced that Madison the Kevin is married to it in the flash forwards. But regardless, her character development on this show has seen has been something. On to number two. Eighth grader Kate is very amped about because the Stuart Alberghini asked to join her desert biome group project. And although she swore Stuart off after they broke up, she is sure this means he likes her again. Kate is really. Her heart is wide open and ready for love. And then Stuart tells her that he joined her group because he really loves deserts. Um, Kate says, Stuart is a desert groupie mom. Kate explains to Rebecca. Oh, I laughed so hard when I saw this scene. It is such an act accurate portrayal of the difference between 8th grade boys and girls. Although Kate is crushed, Rebecca tells her daughter that it's not a bad thing to follow her heart. (laughs) Sure, sometimes it leads to real heartbreak, but most times it works out in the end. In the present day, Kate is very clearly following her heart and getting attached to Ellie, the birth mom she and Toby matched with through the adoption agency. The three then meet to go to get to know each other you know better and ellie explains her situation her husband with whom she has an eight year old daughter died of cancer seven uh years ago several years ago her first day after his death resulted in a drunken hookup and a pregnancy she thought about it and wants to give the baby girl a home with parents who really truly want her kate toby and ellie seem to get along really well bonding over the Steelers and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, when Ellie watches as Kate and Toby bicker about diapers and then resolve uh, that argument. It reminds Ellie of her relationship with her late husband. She says, I have a strong feeling about you guys. She tells them when they drop her off. So that's great, but also a little problematic. She's gonna get too clingy. I believe. And I think she's gonna want to keep that baby. Back at home, Kate is texting with Ellie and obviously excited that things went so well. This will all surely work out, right? Meanwhile, Toby's concerned that Kate's overly excited and not thinking about the fact that Ellie could actually change her mind about giving up her baby at any moment, like I said. They're too attached. They need to be more cautious. This tempering of feelings barely lasts two minutes, and I fear for the Pearson dam- Damons. We know that Kate and Toby end up having a daughter, Haley, but we don't know if this is her adoption story. When it comes to the Pearsons, we're, one should always be braced for heartbreak at all times, and that's actually the truth. Someone who knows about that through experience is number three. In the present day, Randall has met with a few potential black therapists, and although he had to wade through some d- duds, he, find, he finds a good match. You know this guy is the right therapist because within one session he can tell Randall is the type of person who enjoys homework and ask him to think about a story from his childhood that Randall would like, to, um, like him to know about and write it down. Now, meanwhile, Randall is also dealing with the angsty teenagers in his own home. Annie, of course, remains a true blessing. Being rude at the breakfast table is one thing, but when Tess posts a dance video of her and her friend in which Tess is yelling, screw you, at a teacher who repeatedly touches black students' hair even after being told to stop. Yeah. Randall and Beth have some, uh, bigger parent issues to handle. When they confront Tess about it, saying that it, it, this isn't the test they know. She tells him that this is just who she really is. She's no longer the prissy quiet girl from the straight white suburbs who won't speak up. When she sees injustice, she's standing up for what's right. Randall and Beth know they have to punish her for this. The wrong way to go up about making change at her school, she calls Randall fastest. fascist. So that's fun. But Randall admits to Beth that he's just a tiny bit proud. When he was young and something bothered him he would bury it. It's why he's in need of therapy now. The story Randall decides to write down for his homework assignment and the Randall storyline in the flashback gives us an example of one of those moments in which he had to bury pain he was feeling. Also in Katie's desert biome group is her friend Tanya. Tanya Tanya spends the afternoon trying to get close to Randall and once she makes an overplay to kiss him and he rebuffs her, she tells him, I always wonder what it would be like to kiss someone like you. He runs off to his room and doesn't say a word about it. None to his mom when she asks how his day was and comments on how nice Tanya seems. Not to anyone. In fact, he writes that this is the first time he's ever told anyone this story. Instead, we watch 8th grade Randall bury everything he's feeling about the incident ding down inside him. One incident from what surely a list of many things they just get him ready to finally deal with head on. Anyway, now here's the rest of what I want to talk about guys um, first up we got This Is Us is playing its usual game of teasing us with information about its biggest mysteries with this whole Randall's birth mother didn't actually die from an overdose after giving birth situation. At the end of the two hour premiere, we saw Laurel gasping for air in front of the EMTs after almost being pronounced dead at the scene. Changes his bookend with scenes about a grandfather and his young granddaughter fishing and cooking dinner. He tells her he learned to cook for a woman and she guesses correctly that it must be the woman in all the pictures he has from when he was younger like I talked about in the other. Um, The woman in those pictures is Laurel. Since the granddaughter has no idea who Laurel is, we can assume she's not around anymore. But the mystery continues. I'm glad the show hasn't forgotten that we're still waiting for that big, very necessary reckoning between Kevin and Randall. Kevin says more than once Kevin uh says more than once that he has some major stuff to work out with his brother. Lay it on us, show. I mean it's not even like we're it's not like we're gonna be surprised. I'm very ready for any and all Justin Hartley and Sterling K. Brown shared screen time. Like I want that. Um, Mandy Moore has to do a lot of dramatic lifting on this series, but she's so enjoyable in the comedic moments. Her host speech to Jack about eighth grade Rebecca, eighth grade Rebecca not being a meddler, and instead of being a cool mom who can monitor the situation but in a cool way, was great. Milo Ventimiglia doing a Hans, Hans and Friends impression was the bomb my soul needed. I'm telling you, I needed that. But, just eat the pancakes, everyone. That's all I gotta say about that. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but, anyway, I wrote all that stuff down, guys. And it took me... You know how long it took me to write all that stuff down? It took me probably roughly two days. Because it would take me... Because y'all might not know... It, I started this on Monday and I just finished it Wednesday. And then I recorded the episode. Like it took me two or three days just to write all that down and it's crazy to thank though that and i'm very excited uh to see the episode but anyway guys i'm gonna hop off here um make sure to do not miss me next thursday um it's gonna be a big topic we're gonna be talking about you know no politics though but i might do another bonus episode after um we find out who the official winner is but peace out Welcome back to another episode, guys. And today, I'm going to be pretty busy Thursday, so it'll be a late episode. Um, Thursday, I'm thinking maybe 11 ish o'clock, I'd say, and stuff, because I've got a lot of things to work on. Um, But anyway, today, we're going to be talking about different things, concluding from Riverdale Season 5, This Is Us Season 5, uh, Change of Things Season 4, Outer Bank Season 2 um, Cobra Kai Season 3, and so many things into one podcast, now don't forget guys, you can find me on Apple Podcast and, um, Google Podcast and also Spotify and more, um, search up Turbo Talk, because you're already watching it anyway, um, we got a lot of things to cover that I have not covered in the past episodes, and I, and I want to get them down, okay, So, like I said, we'll be talking about several shows. Um. Concluding from all of those shows, which this episode will probably be pretty long. But, uh, you can just sit back and relax and I'll, we'll get started. So, first up, what I'm going to talk about is This Is Us Season 5. Now, as you guys know, the latest episode that is released... Um wasn't too bad of a cliffhanger at the ending which I'm happy because I do not want big bad cliffhangers and stuff um but it's, it's crazy to see what like has evolved in the show in five seasons and it's but anyway I'm going to be talking about them the this is us topic guys I'm going to be talking about uh um seven questions we need answered before season five returns in 2021 because as you guys know it's not going to be turned to like january 5th or so um in 2021 now uh now now uh i'm about to show you spoilers for season five episode four of this is us called Honesty. Now, while it feels as though This Is Us has only just returned for season five, the NBC drama is taking a break to catch up with itself due to COVID-related production delays, which is something most people can relate to. Sadly, this means we won't learn about the Pearsons until the fifth episode arrives January 5th, but a preview of the next episode does offer a glimpse of what fans can expect. So, now, among the woes ahead are a rough patch for parents to be Kevin ...and Madison, as well as a flashback reunion between Kate and her abusive ex, Mark. Now, a lot of answers when we return. Promise the This Is Us writers are on fire and we're making them as fast and safely as humanly possible. I'm very excited about all that comes next. Series creator, Dan Fogelman, reassured uh, on Twitter. Now, I'm going to pause real quick and change the subject. As you guys know, I created this podcast sometime in, I think, late October... And it's done really well. I'm really proud of that. But the thing is, when creating a podcast, it's it's like something you don't know how to control. You know, you don't know how to it's not something that's hard to do. I mean just set it up and talk about your favorite topics and stuff and that's what I'm wanting to say here. It's it's upsetting how the amount of hate I get, but although I talk about good things and stuff that can provide a lot of people with information. Now, I'm thinking about not doing a season two of the podcast. And I'm deeply saddened by that. But I can't keep doing this because I'm running out of topics for one. And when season two was supposed to air in May 2021, I don't know if I'll even have topics then. Like coronavirus might be around, the news might be boring then. I mean, there might not even be a news Then You never know what can happen in the world. And it's just... It's crazy, but... Anyway, next year feels a long way. It isn't. So, in the meantime, let's break down some of the major questions we're counting on being answered when This Is Us Season 5 continues. Here we go. Now, uh, by the way, guys, This Is Us Season 5 returns Tuesday, January 5th at 9... Uh, at 9 o'clock uh, Eastern Time and 8 uh p.m 9 p.m eastern time and 8 p.m central time on the nbc guys don't miss it guys because it's a really good show but first up we need to answer this that happened in uh, that's been happening a lot i'm loving how we're seeing that backstory between his mother this season because they said that we would see more of his mother in the coming season and i'm really loving that but here's the question will randall learn more about his mother we assume that the plot line about whether or not Randall's um, birth mother survived an overdose will have some kind of payoff, but would it be sooner rather than later, considering the mysterious man building the credits is high, could have some answer. We're hoping we don't have long to wait. Now, another question is the Chinese dude. The His name is Hai. Um, who is Hai, though? But when fans were introduced to the... As yet unnamed high the un- the connection between him and the per- Pearsons was hard to discern. So if- who is he? It seems that he met Laurel, um, Randall's mother, after her overdose, which suggests that he knows the most current vision version of her story. If we know anything, the This Is Us writers will probably drag the mystery out a little longer than we'd like. Like, for real. We'll probably not even find out until the ending of the season, which makes me upset. But anyway... Another one, number three, we have, well, how will Kate's past impact her relationship with Toby? Kate opened up to her husband in the final moments of the and the finale, <clears throat> revealing new information about her past relationship with Mark, concerning a likely abortion. So, what really happened? And will it change Toby and Kate's solid relationship? Number four, is Ellie too good to be true? Ellie is the birth mother of the baby that Kate and Toby are going to end up adopting. But the birth mother of Toby and Kate's prospective child keeps saying that she's all in. While she seems sane and sweet enough, we feel there's more to her than meets the eye. Will she stick to her word or will there be a surprise in Kate and Toby's future? And I'm excited for that one. Number five, what is happening with Rebecca and Miguel? Miguel was one of Jack's friends, Rebecca's ex-husband who was killed in a fire um and their relationship is not doing too hot right now. Because as you guys know in the season four finale we saw Nikki there and no sign of Miguel. Maybe he's dead or maybe they split up. But maybe and maybe Rebecca and Nikki get together. Man, Rebecca, you getting with a lot of people. First Jack, then Miguel, possibly Nikki. And we've not seen Nikki, I don't think this whole season, which I'm wanting to see him. But the last time fans saw Miguel and Rebecca, they seemed fairly content while staying at the Pearson family cabin. Despite some setbacks with her Alzheimer's medication, considering Mandy Moore's real-life pregnancy, we can imagine we won't be seeing too much of elderly Rebecca. But just how much screen time will she have? Perhaps it'll be via Zoom calls. But next, now number six, is there trouble ahead for Kevin and Madison? Kevin Kevin is Rebecca's kid, and Madison is uh, Kate's best friend, who they end up um, getting engaged and having a baby. As we found out in the season 4 finale. After Randall and him had that big fight. After Randall and Kevin had that big fight. But Kevin and Madison, who started out as one night stand, are still trying to find their footy. It's clear from this season uh, and past episodes that both Kevin and Madison have their own insecurities and issues. But will they become too much to keep them together? The promo for January's episode suggests that there could be more bumps in the road for this duo. Which I'm scared about. But, number 7. Will Kevin and Randall ever make up? As you guys know, at the end of Season 4, they were in a fight, and they're, it's not as bad as I thought it would be, but it's still pretty bad, because they're not even talking. We have not, we've seen, like, one time, I think, and that was, like, the first episode, the two-hour season premiere, of Kevin and Randall, uh, adult Kevin and Randall, as, like, on-screen community, and it's pretty upset. But, now, the brothers resumed their feud in Season five's return, and there has yet to be a resolution. Can they come together and put their harsh words aside for re, reconcil- re- reconciliation? I hope so. Now, guys, next up topic we're going to be talking about is Cobra Kai Season 3. Now, Cobra Kai Season 2 released in like early 2019 and has yet to be released. Now, we're going to be talking about Cobra Kai Season 3, everything we know so far. Now, you've been waiting patiently or impatiently for a new season of Cobra Kai for well over a year. Now, though, the premiere is getting closer and closer, and it's not going to be stuck in streaming purgatory, purgatory, otherwise known as YouTube Premium. The third season is Cobra Kai is premiering on Netflix. What's going to happen, though? Who will be in it? What's the aftermath of the high, uh, the high school uh, karate ride? These are all great questions, many of which we are already we already have the answers to. In fact, as you prepare for the third season of Cobra Kai, we put together a handy guide to make sure you're up you're as up to date as possible. Warning. The following contains spoilers for the first two seasons of Cobra Kai. Do not watch this if you do not want spoilers. Please. If you haven't watched those, we have no idea why you, I don't even know why you're on my podcast right now. Leave. <sighs> huh. Nerves. Now take a look at but look, Now take now we're gonna take a look about everything we know about Cobra Kai season three, when and where to watch it, and what you should expect. Get ready, karate class is almost back in session. Let's do this. Now, one question I have is Cobra Kai season three release date. Now, after the first two seasons of Cobra Kai uh, were added to Netflix earlier this year, it was revealed that fans won't have to wait too long to see new episodes. Season three of Cobra Kai will premiere on January eighth, twenty twenty one all the episodes of the new season will be available that day and yes before anyone asks season four has been already renewed they have already been renewed for a season four and i'm excited for that as well because but i doubt they'll get a season five and stuff because usually youtube premium shows don't go past season four i don't think i've ever seen a youtube premium show go past that but next thing we got is but where can we watch it now i know a lot of people know this but some people don't i already know but you'll be able to watch the new season exclusively on Netflix, which is also where the first two seasons of the series now live. Now, I don't know if it's still on YouTube, but it might be, or YouTube Premium, but it might be. Now, now we're going to talk about the previously on Cobra Kai. Now, for four words. High School Karate Riot. The end of season two saw the tensions between the Cobra Kai and Miyagi-Do dojos finally boil over, leading to an all-out war between the two groups in the middle of the high school. Ultimately, Robbie delivered a kick to Miguel, and then saw him fly over a balcony, landing spine-first on the row of a staircase below. That landed Miguel unconscious in a hospital, with Robbie on the run. Meanwhile, Kreese assumed control of Cobra Kai, ousting uh, Johnny and turning his students against him. If Cobra Kai is Star Wars, this season was definitely The Empire Strikes Back. For real. Um, Leaving all of the show's heroes down and out with the evil grasp of the Empire, which a led Cobra Kai, growing in power. Now, another question we have is who's coming back? Now, um, I don't know all who's coming back, if all the castmates are coming back, but let's find out. So we have William Zabka as Johnny Lawrence, Ralph Macchio as Daniel LaRusso, Martin Cove and John, as John Kreese, um, Zolo Mariduana as Miguel Diaz, Mary Mouser as Samantha LaRusso, Tanner Buchanan as Robbie Keen, Courtney Hengeler as Amanda LaRusso, uh, Jacob Bertrand as Hawk, Peyton Liss as Tori, Gianna DiCenzo De- as Dimitri, and Vanessa Rubio as Carmen Diaz. Who isn't coming back? Now, while there's no telling who all we will see in Season 3 of CarverCon, including a number of recurring characters that make up the Cobra Kai and Miyagi-Do Dojo's. There's one familiar face that won't be back. Nicole Brown, who played Cobra Kai student Aisha Robinson in the first two seasons, confirmed on Instagram that she wasn't brought back for season 3 according to the Karate Kid Wiki. Now, another question is, is Miguel okay? This is the big question coming out of season 2. After landing spine first on that rail and winding up hospitalized, there's no telling Miguel's condition. However, we at least know he's going to wake up in season 3. That much was revealed in the trailer for the new episodes. Will he be able to study karate again though? And if so, will his mother even allow it? She made it very clear in the season 2 finale that she blames Johnny for what happened. Will he even be allowed near Miguel at this point? Another is a new Cobra Now, in the first two seasons, Johnny was the soul of the dojo. He would he would implement a different version of the lessons he was taught, including the importance of showing mercy. With him out of the picture, though, the Cobra Kai uh, of old will likely rise under the leadership of Kreese, as seen in the season 2 finale. Several of his former students have already turned against him, believing he made them soft. At, that's Crease's mind games, hard at work, molding these students in, in his own evil likeness. Now... Another question is Robbie behind bars? It's going to be a weird season. Now, it should come as no surprise that Robbie is in some legal trouble after kicking a kid off a balcony. In theory, that could be seen as attempted murder. Whatever the case, while we don't know Robbie's status for the whole of season three, he's going to be in some legal trouble. In the trailer for the new episodes, he's seen in a prisoner uniform, meaning he's going to be jailed, at least temporarily. Now, is another question, Johnny's also behind bars? For what? Now, Johnny doesn't seem to be fa- faring much better. In the trailer, clearly battered, Johnny also looks to be in jail. But he also could be visiting Robbie. Also, you never know. Now, another thing is beating up your sensei. Now, is this why Johnny's in jail? A brief glimpse of crease in the season 3 trailer showed him battered and bloody. Does he actually fight Johnny? And if so... Why is only one of them in jail? Another is, where's Allie? As you know, Allie has not been in Cobra Kai at all, considering season one or two. But, she was not Karate Kid. But, where's, now where is she though? Now, while most of season two's cliffhangers revolved around the high school karate riot, there was something else that likely made the jaws of Karate Kid fans drop. Allie sent Johnny a message on Facebook. Of course, he didn't notice as he drunkenly threw his phone at the ocean. Will Elizabeth Shue reprise her role from the original Karate Kid film thus far, it hasn't been confirmed. However, it's hard to believe the producers would work that moment into the show, if wasn't at least a possibility. Now, what movies should we watch before watching Cobra Kai? Now, at the the very least you should watch Karate Kid Part 2 before the new season. While there's no indication how much of the new episodes will be connected to that film, we know it will play some kind of role. How, you ask? Now, let's go to Japan for a minute. It was revealed in 2019 that Carbacastin 3 did some filming with Machio in Okinawa, Japan. That is, of course, the setting of Karate Kid Part 2. It's worth noting. However, that sequel movie did not shoot here. Instead, they filmed that in Hawaii. But the most ridiculous theory that I've ever heard is Miyagi, Mr. Miyagi, secretly alive. And that's why he goes to Okinawa, which that is not true. Because, uh, the actor's dead. So, Mr. Miyagi is dead. Um, now still, Daniel going to Okinawa means Cobra Kai is going to be paying much tribute to the second Karate Kid film. What's more, the trailer of season 3 hints that his visit has something to do with Mr. Miyagi. Now, Mr. Miyagi's secrets, let's talk about that real quick. In the trailer, Daniel learns that there are some things Miyagi never told him. We have no idea, at this point, what those secrets are. However, given that the trailer shows Daniel losing a karate bout to an unseen opponent, perhaps there's more to Miyagi-Do than even he knows. Now, special guest stars. At this point, we have no idea who could potentially show up as a special guest star in season 3. Previously, we've seen Randy Heller return as Daniel's mom, Lucille, in the 8th episode of season 1 and 2. Meanwhile, in the 6th episode of season two, three original Cobra Kai students from the first movie also returned. Rob Garrison, Ron Thomas, Tony O'Dell guest starred in the episode Reuniting with Johnny. Hopefully, both Heller and some of the old-school Cobra Kai kids will appear again in Season 3. Naturally, with Daniel going to Okinawa, it's easy to wonder if any characters from Roddy Kid Part 2 will reappear. And there's the big question mark over Allie. As previously mentioned, the love interest of both Johnny and Daniel from the first movie resurfaced via a Facebook message in the Season 2 finale. Will we actually see her on screen this time? Now, that is all I have for today. Um, next episode, we'll be talking about Riverdog Season 5 and Sharing Your Things Season 4. Um, But yeah, that is all I have for you guys today. Peace out. Stay tuned for more.